if you can identify what you or the product or the business ultimately doesn't matter, something went wrong, and then you can ensure you're going to reach out, you're going to bring back the business when that problem no longer exists. I think really you're doing both businesses a favor. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Thursday, and in these episodes, we focus on one of two things. We'll either be sharing one of our favorite and most actionable talks from a Flip My Funnel event, or you'll hear Sangram and someone from the Terminus team discuss how they're getting better in a specific functional area of Terminus's business. Here we go. Sangram here. Welcome to the Flip My Phone podcast. I have two returning guests together today, so that makes me really, really happy. Jason Katz, who's been on the customer success team, and Ryan Vitello, he has been leading the SDR team. And we were talking about this idea that there's not a lot of conversation happening on, on sales and customer success coming together. It doesn't happen. And then Ryan threw this bomb out saying that, hey, what if we talked about the process of never loving your customers less? Something yeah. along those lines. Like, I'm like, dude, you should be in marketing. <laughs> that sounds like a great, great headline. So we're going to jump into uh, three different areas of this thing, but really interested to learn more about how you both operate because you're in the weeds, you're making these things happen. You're talking to customers. Jason, from a CS standpoint, you talk to customers on yep. the tail end of yep. all of this. And Ryan, you talk to it on the front end of all of these. And at the end of the day, you both are facing the you know, customer-facing roles. So we're going to talk about the tension there, the success there, the cha- challenges there, and the alignment uh, around that. So let's go. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Sangram, thanks for having us back. I'm enjoying getting to regularly see you <laughs> and, and be a part of Flip My Funnel podcast. So you know, maybe we can make this a, like a subscription thing where I just keep coming back. Right? Yeah, you know? well, maybe we should charge keep, people for yeah, that. Yeah, keep the ideas flowing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I did not sign up for that. No, I'm, I'm excited to be back. It's been a while, but, you know, Brian and I have been working closely on this, you know, these engagements for a while now. And, yeah. You know, it's uh, a lot of fun and, um, you know, we're, we're looking forward to discussing more. Yeah. So why didn't you come up with that headline and repeat the headline? Because I probably didn't do as good of a job as you did. Yeah. I might not get it word perfect, but the idea is, is that even when a customer churns, that you don't stop loving them. And, and even before they become your customer, you don't stop loving them. You have to be mindful and consistent always that this is a journey there. And in any relationship, you know, as we all can relate to, like there are going to be highs and lows. There are going to be things that go really, really well. And there are going to be things that don't go so well. Yeah. But through that process, you don't stop loving those people. Yeah. You work through those, those uh, successes and failures. And so that idea is transcribed through what Jason and I have been working on specifically within this project just showing customers that like one, we deeply care about them, not only as we begin to prospect and break into that account for the first time, but even as they you know, transition over to the customer success side with Jason, that we deeply care about them and we yeah. want them to be successful with us. And if we can't make them successful, we're going to figure out a way to make them successful. Eventually. That's, that's right. Yeah. I think like you know, to sum it up, when a customer churns, there does, it's the most cliche phrase in the book, right? You know, at the end of the day, business is business. Yeah. And sometimes, right, like just because a customer doesn't renew, we need to realize that ultimately 
that journey extends way beyond that renewal yeah. and ensuring that, again, we show that love, whether, you know, again, that revenue is necessarily coming in right now, yeah. or, you know, if that's a, a customer that you are confident will be able to show success further down the road when potentially the business uh, needs align. Yeah, I agree. A few weeks ago, I did a podcast with uh, Joey Coleman, uh, who wrote a book on never lose a customer. And he has about 46 different case studies of how you need to be thinking about customers from a mom and pop shop all the way to a hundred million dollar or a billion dollar company to even, uh, you know, even celebrities and how they actually look at their fans. And, and I think there's a lot. So, so hopefully people get a chance to listen to that. So, so I know Jason, you started off with the outline saying that, Hey, let's just talk about these three things. And one of the first things you had on that list was personalization is king in this whole process. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. So ultimately, the way I looked at it was we had, you know, on these churn calls, um, although not always pleasant, right? It's not a conversation anybody wants to have both, you know, on our end, the customer success end, and then also on the customer's end, um, in fairness. But, right, we're able to extract such phenomenal feedback and information, and it's such a good forum to really um, drive change within our own organization, but also understand what went wrong so that when we come back, we are, we avoid that and making that mistake ever again. Right. And so what I was sitting there, I was like, we have paragraphs of notes from, you know, the team managers, the CSMs, right. Everything from the timing, the product challenges, the business challenges that the customer's having in detail, right. In depth. To the point where, you know, we needed ultimately a function to ensure that we reach out leveraging all that wonderful information that we have and that we don't, um, you know, provide a generic customer experience right. when we have all the information to absolutely continue to quote unquote love yeah. your customer. Let's, so let's just talk about it for a second. I mean, those are probably the most difficult calls. So difficult, right? Like, because you build a relationship, you want them to be successful. You have been with them all along the way. Yeah, I, I would almost feel if I'm in that situation that, that you are in is that, did I fail, yep. right? Or did I fail this customer? Or, you know, what, what, what goes through? I'm just curious now, just what, is, what goes through the customer success team's mind when you hit such an incredibly deadly Kind of thing. And, and I don't want to assume that, that people don't have this issue. This is a standard thing that happens to all companies and we need to be transparent like it happens to us too. Like, you know, people come in yep. and uh, they, we all believe in the same dream and somehow, sometimes it's just not as aligned along the way. Like, how, how do you handle that? Yeah, you know, ultimately it's tough. If I were to say, you know, we're able to every single time yeah. just shake it off like it's nothing and, you know, you know not look internally at yeah. our own self. But you you do need to have pride, right? In knowing that in particular, if you can identify what you or the product or the business ultimately doesn't matter, something went wrong, and then you can ensure, right, that you're going to reach out, you're going to bring back the business when that problem no longer exists. Yeah. I think really, you know, you're doing both businesses a favor. Yeah. And although, right, it's not the ideal outcome, yeah. it's the best outcome given the, the circumstances. And again, you know, I think I was talking about it before we started. If you can look at, you know, 10 plus years, right, and that customer's journey, they were a customer for nine of the 10 years. Yeah. 
you know, that is, that's incredible, that's right? Beautiful. And that's exactly what you want to see. And, you know, just because again, they churn, yeah. we need to be able to, to leverage that as an opportunity to go get them when the, when the timing is, is right. That's great. Ron, how do you see all of this? I think Jason did a good enough job summing that up, but if I could add anything, you know, I think the first thing that we all do as humans is saying like, oh, well, it's not my problem. It's yeah. their problem. Yep. And it, that's so easy to say, but that's not always the case. Sure. Sometimes to your point, Sangram, it is like that organization just is not ready. Right. And, and maybe we we move them too fast or we uh, push them to do something that they weren't ready for or that they were uncomfortable with. But that being said, like it's not always on them. Uh, in fact, a lot of the times it's on us. Like maybe we dropped the ball and perhaps like our product was not ready for to solve a problem that they were experiencing or this, that, or the other. There's a million different things right. to fill in that blank. Yeah. But to, to Jason's point, the personalization piece is huge. Like it's what you do with that information that matters. Um, exactly. And so if you, you know, our CS team is incredible at doing this and I could, I would name drop all of them, but they all know who they are and I'm going to go give them hugs and high fives <laughs> after this, yes. but they all do such a good job of, to Jason's point, taking paragraphs of notes to truly understand, you know, in the midst of a very awkward conversation, yeah, what does success look like for you and how can we fix this? Yeah. Like, where did we drop the ball? Where can we get better? And one thing that you and I talk a lot about Sangram is, you know, that information is all good. But if you don't do anything with it, like who cares? So that's feedback that has to go to our product team. It's feedback that's got to go to our sales team in order to run a better process. And overall, it's feedback that has to go back to our sales development team so that when we pick up that conversation the next time around, we know exactly where we missed. And we can tell a much more powerful narrative this time of saying, hey, these were your struggles beforehand. Like you saw this and and we kind of let you down here, but guess what? I've got amazing news. Like things have changed. Like, let me tell you the good news that has come inside of Terminus and and fill in the blank with your organization, because we're not the only place that experiences this. Every place experiences this. Right. And how do you, I think the difference is how they handle it, right? How you handle it, right? Exactly. Yeah. I think like oftentimes in those, like in those churn calls, it's less about trying to understand the problem that led us to this point, right? And it's much more about trying to force things and push for things and ultimately, you know, A, that doesn't get the outcome, you know, that you, they're trying to get in the short term, right? And then it also does a ton of damage long term. Yeah. And so it, it does take that moment, you know, and it's, it's a fine line, right? To be able to understand like, this is, this is a moment where it's better to let them go and have them come back versus to push. But when you do recognize those moments, that's where, you know, not only is it important that you extract the information and you have that conversation and you don't push it in directions it isn't, isn't going, but then on the, on the back end of it, that the outreach and then the experience from in leveraging that information is matches. Absolutely. So let's let's jump into this uh, the second idea, which is high value touch points. And and I've shared this before on the podcast, where you know when we had Jay Bear on the podcast, he said something that is I feel tattooed in my brain now, which is every touch point that you have with your existing customer or future customer builds your brand or crushes your brand. Mm-hmm. That's simple. That it builds you. You're building your brand or you're crushing your brand. And a lot of times, I think we don't 
think through when we send a whole bunch of maybe outbound emails or calls or sometimes maybe like, yeah, okay, well, this customer's already gone. We could easily think like that, right? Like, you know, what, what is there now to do with it? Uh, but his point was really that you're building your brand. So that person who may have now returned that company, they may still feel good about, like, yeah, these guys are really good. Once they have this new thing that they need, oh, when the budget is there, I'm going to go back to them. And you never know if that's what their thought process is, but if you created good enough relationship and trust and treated them the way you want to be treated, then I think you would you would have that. So how do we create high value touch points and how does that lead to winning? Yeah, so I'll, I'll jump in. You know, first and foremost, we live in a world where automation is what everyone is trying to achieve. More efficiency, you know, being able to do more in a shorter amount of time and, and really, this, this idea of personalization has spurred out of automation to say, okay, automation, while you can do a lot, is not super effective. And, and what customers are begging for is a more personalized experience. And that's why, especially with inside of sales development, what everyone is trying to figure out is, how do I combine the two to be this beautiful masterpiece of both efficiency with a lot of you know, activity, but also creating such a personalized, tailored experience for every single person. And, and the two don't really coexist, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. You, there is some happy mediums, but like really, it's a, it's a pendulum. You're either on yeah. one side or the other. I was just going to add, I mean, you know, from the customer success perspective, I think something that has been in my own background, and in, in, I think we talked about this in the previous podcast, is in sales development or BDR, if you will, but is the magic of the sales development team in all of the creative and different ways in which you are able to do those high value touch points. Mm-hmm. That has been like incredible to me. Every single time we meet weekly, you're like throwing out some other Wait a minute, you guys meet weekly? Yes. Yeah, once yeah, a week. Yep. Once a week. And what is the meeting called and what do you really try to achieve in that? Yeah, so we meet once a week. In that, we're discussing customers that have, have left us, have yeah. turned, but we're discussing and mapping out timeline of all these customers from now until probably Q1. Yeah. And when we're going to start re-engaging them, right. why they left us. And this is where I, again, I, I already gave props, but like I'm doubling down on this because <laughs> it's super important. Anyone that's in customer success, like pay close attention to this, like take really good notes as to why your customers are leaving you and get to understand why they are leaving you. That has set the tone for us being able to convert such a high amount of these back into opportunities and engage them at the right time is because Jason and his team have done such a good job of setting my team up for success so that all we have to do is say, okay, let's look at this roadmap for this customer. Is it time to re-engage them and bring them back into the Terminus fold and family? Obviously, they've never left, truly. Yeah. They've never left our hearts. But You've like, never left, right. stop loving them. That's right. <laughs> but is it, t- is it the best time for them from the information that they've given us? And from there, it's it's our opportunity. It's and, that, and that's where you know we get to be really creative and and we use personalization not just through emails, but we've also found that leveraging multiple different points of contact with inside of our organization, whether it's the account executive that originally sold them that opportunity, mm-hmm. whether it's the customer success manager that was managing that relationship, whether it's an executive, like looping in multiple stakeholders 
creates this high valued environment of, you know, hey, we genuinely care about you. And it's not just me that's thinking about you. Yeah. It's others in our organization that are thinking about you as well. Right. And then additionally, it's not just it, everyone's getting emails. Everyone's getting phone calls. Like you've got to do something that's different. And so some of the fun things that Jason and I have been able to work on is just using our creativity and imagination to better understand our customers, their likes and their dislikes and do creative things, whether it's through our messaging, through emails, but then also we've been using, you know, direct mail a lot to, you know, send small, even if it's a small thing, you know, it, it makes such a world of difference. And we're personalizing these handwritten notes to them and saying, you know, Hey, like, this is something that I came across. I really thought you'd like it. And just being creative, being punny about it. Yeah. You know, those are the small things that like other people aren't doing. And that's where we've seen great success. In- could you share a couple, an example or so? You have one that you could share? <laughs> yeah. So there's a, there's a few that come to mind, but one that actually happened this week that was, was kind of funny is we found out this one a customer of ours was really, really into longboarding. Mm. Um, he lives out in California really into longboarding. I've never tried longboarding myself. <laughs> what is longboarding? It's, uh, <laughs> it's skateboarding on a bigger skateboard okay. and it's, and you can, I, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a fad. It's a popular activity. Okay, I guess yeah. for, if there are a few people doing it. It is yeah. actually pretty yeah, awesome. Syndrome's next episode is going to be on uh, longboarding. longboarding. Yeah. Video coming soon. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that being said, you know, we sent him a package of wheels and some like bearings that go on the board. Yeah. And we just said, Hey, you know, we want to help you get rolling yeah. with you know, your <laughs> ABM efforts. We know that it could be, you know, a bear to yeah. get started I'll or, say, you, know, that. you know, just small, funny things. And, and that gift cost, I don't know, maybe 20 bucks. Yeah. And, and we were able to send it to him and he got it and he was like, Oh man, like I got this. Yeah. Then his reaction was great. He was like, I thought I saw this. And he was like, I just couldn't help but smile. Yeah. And, and that's the kind of experience that you want to be able to create. It's just one that is, is so, so personalized and they feel so well thought for. Jason, maybe you want to share an, another one of ours. Yeah. No, I mean, all I was going to say is it ultimately comes down to doing whatever it takes to show that customer that we are obsessed with them. You know, I know that's a, a topic that we're sort of, you know, really focusing on as a company in 2019. But yeah you know, from my perspective is like, we are obsessed. And like, that's why we go to the degree we do to, you know, make, you know, this personalized outreach, et cetera. That's right. On the flip side of that, you know, just to speak on behalf of the CSMs and CSMs out there, you know, to be clear, it's still tough when that customer churns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if you talk to them and they understand, right, that we will put forth our best effort to go in them back. And that one day, you know, they will, and I have been there, right, where a customer churns and then I hear, I see that email come in, close one, you know, win back. Yeah. And it's like chills, like go down your spine because it's like such a validating and awesome feeling. It almost feels than it would have to like retain them uh, in the first place. Which is weird, right? Right? Yeah. So super um, cool. All right. So we talked about personalization, the high value touch points. And setting expectations, just like anything, you know, I think this is a really interesting setup for either making sure that you have relationship forever or it was a transactional deal to begin with. And I think this is where the truth really comes out. So how do we handle setting expectations? 
yeah, starts on that call, right? Um, once we've established that there is an opportunity, right, to win that customer back and um, it's, you know, mutual interest, we really try to understand timing, right? So if it's, you know, something related to our product or if it's more related to the customer's organization, we do want to be respectful, right? And so part of that is having a conversation about when should we reach out? When yeah. will you be ready, right? Yeah. Um, and why, you know, that time frame. So that's the first piece, right? And then setting that expectation, you know, that you will be hearing back from us, you know, in that time frame. Um, it'll be somebody from our uh, sales development team. Um, you know, we also let them know that they should be doing some fairly creative outreach at that time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, ultimately to really encourage them to reach out if things change and have an open line of communication mm. without the pressure of sign the paper, right? Yeah. Whether that be the renewal or like, you know, again, the contract when they do come back. Yeah. It's just, again, like they want, it's all about trust. Yeah. And building credibility as that trusted advisor mm -hmm. and in being confident that long-term it's okay that you're, you're acting as a trusted advisor without necessarily the revenue stream right. coming in. Yeah. You're doing more for the business by, you know, ultimately making that small sort of sacrifice, right. if you will. And, you know, for the betterment, again, of the, the company and your customers. Yeah, that's awesome. I think Gary Vaynerchuk talks a lot about this concept of jab, 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 yeah. right hook, right? right. And and the organizations that just throw out right hooks, like that's to Jason's point, they're just saying sign on the dotted line. That, yeah, that's yeah. all I care about. Yeah. But that's not true customer love. Yeah. That's that's no. not it. It's again, like giving them advice, giving them feedback, giving them valuable content, giving them ideas of how they can make their organizations better, even in that moment of where they might not be an active customer. Um, and then from a sales development standpoint, you know, when we start to re-engage some of these accounts, you know, we have to understand that things change in their timelines as well. You know, mm -hmm. project might have popped up. Maybe they took on some other initiative or yep. whatever it might be. And that that original timeline that they gave us like could change. Right. Um, it could accelerate it and speed it up, or it could move out. And, and again, like if you're really in love with your customers and the journey that they're on, like you have to be okay with saying, "Hey, like I'm not going to push you for this right now." Like I do understand that what you're working on right now needs to take precedence because guess what? Like your boss or someone else probably told you that like you need to do that right now. Right. And so as a sales development manager, I I'm cognizant of that because it's like, Hey, like they're not ready. Like don't push. Right. And that's not a popular thing to say in sales development. It's, you know, <laughs> usually get the meeting at all costs, right? Send them a calendar invite and yeah. send them, you know, a Starbucks gift card to make sure that they show up. Yeah. Like, no, it's, that's not the point. The point is, is like, if we're really going to be invested in their journey, knowing that like sometimes the timeline will fall exactly when they told CS, yeah. sometimes it will speed up, but also there are going to be times where it's going to bump out and that is okay. I love that. I He's love incredible, that. isn't he? I think, I think we, need to, we need to put you both in yeah. like marketing oh, yes. and, and see what, what happens because a lot of it is really positioning and empathy with our customers. So, all right, so wrap up. I'm going to try to share a couple of big ideas that I think just made me think and I started making notes on it. And then I'd love for you both to just share a challenge out there. Maybe, you know, Ryan, you could share a challenge for the sales development. Like, here's what you should think. Uh, and same thing, Jason, for, for the CS uh, listeners and leaders out there. Yep. So the three things we, we talked about was personalization matters, 
uh, high value touch point wins and setting expectation is, is the way you, you treat everybody. The, the big ideas, I think, uh, like several of them, like I, I'm just going through it. I think one thing that, that kept going through my head during this whole conversation was that we're treating this as a journey. It didn't feel like any given point, the sales team or the success team is looking at this as a transactional thing. You're all really looking at this as a journey. At a point, even Jason, you mentioned that, hey, what about nine, 10 years? Well, that's a long period of time, right? And But that's how long careers are. And that's how long of a, build, of a business you want to build as a company. So if you take the long view of things, I think you will look at a customer as a point in time to journey. And if you build the right relationships, I think they would keep coming at that. that so I think that was a just just a great way of how you're, you're looking at things. The second part, and, and we did this yesterday, right? We had a customer or Tuesday. We had a customer in the office. And the thing that went through me, and I think you both just, reiterated that in a much more meaningful way than I probably could have is that we want to figure out what our great customers want. Yeah. And we just want to go do that. Right. Yeah. Like so our great customers want to to wait for a little bit, then we're going to wait for it. If our great customers want to jump in and try different things and 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 we set expectations accordingly and look at milestones and success. If our great customers wants to 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 make sure that these things are in a certain pattern, in a certain way, at a certain time, certain date, whatever that might be, let's go do that. That's how that's how we should build our products. That's how we should treat them. And that's what will create more value for our business overall at the end of the day. So looking at customers from a journey perspective and then doing things that our great customers want are the big two takeaways for me. So Ryan, start with you. One challenge for the sales leaders out there. For my sales leaders out there, I'm going to tell you this is that like, like Singram said, the journey and the process matters so much, but in the process of re-engaging these accounts, these customers, or, or even just engaging people in general, like your, your first impression matters, right? You, yeah. you mentioned what Jay Bear said is you're either building your brand or you're burning it to the ground. Yeah. And that being said, everyone is sending emails. Everyone is cold calling you need to encourage your team to do something that makes them a little bit uncomfortable, but allows them to unlock their creativity. And as I, I like to say uh, to our team, like play loose. Yeah. I don't want you to feel so uptight about not being able to make a mistake. Like if you make a mistake, I've got your back. I will take the brunt of that, but play loose and be creative because it's ultimately those personalized experiences that are going to break down the walls and create such a memorable journey and a milestone in that journey for that customer that they can go back and say, man, I want my sales development team to do that. Man, I I will never forget there was this SDR that did this. And when they did that, it made me feel so valued. So my challenge for all the sales folks out there is play loose. Sales leaders, have your teams back and allow them to do that and allow them to make mistakes don't chastise them when they do that. Encourage them to continue to press on. I have their back. I love that. I love that. Play loose and be creative. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, to the to the CS leaders, actually, one thing before I get into that is uh, hopefully you do have an SDR team um, and a, a leader like Ryan in your organization that you can trust to go and have make those uh, that, that personalized outreach. Difficult because conversations too, Difficult, right? yeah, no, it's not easy. And yeah. so that's the part I want to make clear is like the SDR team is the key to doing this well. Um, and, you know, hopefully you do have a, a leader uh, that you can trust to really have those difficult conversations and do it 
with the same love and obsession that you have on the customer success end. Yeah. To the customer success folks out there, you know, really challenge yourselves and think about, are you viewing your customers in the long term or are you strictly working for short-term gratification? Because at the end of the day, the business is not, the company and your customers are not, you know, focused in the short term. And, you know, you will lose good customers, great customers even. You, you will, right? And, you know, challenge yourself to understand that you can control ultimately what happens with that customer, knowing that it, it very well will include that them churning, right? Yeah. It's what you then do to go with them back to ensure that you, for the long term, have that great customer, even though in the short term, you don't. Love that. Guys, this has been beautiful. <laughs> Play, lose, be creative, think long term. Yeah. Love it. All right, yeah. thank you, Matt. Yes. Good stuff. Bye. Awesome. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.